Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Real America's Voice, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in. Paul Nolan's got the news. Slick Rick's got sports. Rick Delgado's here. Geo and friend holding it down as always. Glad you're in on what's going to be a busy Wednesday night. Lots to get to. Uh, Mr. Nolan, I know the last two days probably wasn't much fun, so I won't ask how are you, but I guess, so, well, no, I will. How are you? Welcome back. I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's just been a lot of, uh, a lot of loss the last couple months. It's just been rough, man. It's, uh, you know, I guess that's part of old days, right? When you're young, you go into your weddings with your friends, and then you, you know, and then you get old and you go into the funerals with their parents. It's just, it's been rough. Yep. Yeah, it stinks, so. Yep. Well, we're glad to have you back. Uh, we'll get to some news in a little bit. Slick Rick, uh, how are you? All right, Big D, how are we doing tonight? Very good. Uh, we got some news. We well, I'll let you tell me what's coming up in sports. We got big news tonight. Oh. Syracuse uh, head coach Jim Beheim, 47 years, is stepping away from the team uh, after uh, a little big loss today. He's going to move on and retire. A great <clears throat> career. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis takes a jab at getting Novak Djokovic into the country by boat. And last but not least, <laughs> Shaq has some words of wisdom for Jean Morant. Uh-huh. All right. I saw um, Beheim seems to have gotten a little uh, grouchy in his old age. Last couple of years, he seems to be, I don't know. Without a doubt. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Paul? He's gotten grouchy, oh, yeah, this guy. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. He used to be, like, he used to be this affable, like, good to the press, and now he's, like, everything's just read between the lines. It's, he's it's fighting with all the coaches and the handshakes. He's like, what <laughs> yeah. the hell's going on? Cra- What's cranky, going on out there? cranky old man. I like it. Yeah. yeah. He's got gumption. Uh, how are you? Oh, me, I'm good. Well, you started the talk, so I just figured oh. I'd, you know. You want me to shut up? He realized no. you were here. <laughs> no. Just like, it's called a segue. I just segued right into you. How are you? I'm good. Okay, great. All right, um, Moving on. <laughs> All right, good for you. I'm well, you don't know on. what even is that tonight. Your last one last night, I got a lot of emails about it. It was great, by the way. Do people hate it? Uh, damn no, it. They don't, lo- they don't hate it. They love oh, it. Okay, so good. But I want to start. Come on, man. We, can't we switch this up? Like, if I have to miss, you know I'm coming back. Come on, man. I'm like your best, biggest nerd fan. Well, Come on. You said you DVR'd it. DVR it, man. Yeah, we can't do. We can't do. What even is that? Like you know, twice a month, Paul. So <laughs> I was setting that up. Oh. I knew it was coming. <laughs> I want to start with an email I got tonight, Slick Rick. I want you to pay very close attention Uh-oh. to this. Because the email is entitled Slick Rick. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, how do you know it's nice? It could be. Uh, nah, I, I have a feeling it might. It be could good. follow by saying, "Damon, please get rid of him." No, it doesn't. <laughs> it says, "Hey, Slick Rick." 
My name is Hugh of Hughlicious Chipotle Hot Sauce. Ooh. Ooh. Sounds good already. I just wanted to let you know about the Gator Nationals drag racing event. It's no, no, there's no, no, I don't need sound effects <laughs> Rick, to do this. It's, it starts in a few days on the 9th to the 12th. You should check it out. Uh, this kicks off the drag racing season for the National Hot Rod Association, the NHRA. I know you guys don't do too much about drag race. Well, no, you have done some, right? Yeah, yeah. well, as long as it's not the transgender track racing, it's. Yeah, right, that's no, what NH- I thought. It, <laughs> we've been so right? We've been so I hear drag race, and I'm like, I'm thinking about a bunch of fat guys in high heels running down the block. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys don't too much about drag racing, but some of the drivers know about you. Ooh. Erica Enders, oh, I know her. is a big fan. She is. He says, now, she I don't, is unbelievable. Now listen, Hugh <laughs> might be having too much Hugh Alicious Chipotle hot sauce, and it went through his head. I don't know, but he, it sounds like he knows what he's talking about. That's it, hot stuff. Eric, <laughs> he says Erica Enders is a big fan. So is Tony Schumacher. Well, now the Schumacher name in any racing is well known. I don't, I don't specifically know. In I don't NH, think it's the same one. NHRA. Well, how do you know? Oh, because the guy's German. Tony Schumacher as well. I could go on and on with the names, but you should look them up. You've got a huge fan following, Slick yeah. Rick. And we do. We report on it. I do. I cover NHRA. In fact, they're kicking off this weekend, and I cover them a whole season. I, I barely ever miss uh, any of them, and I, I do probably about 12 different, there's 12 different races. I'll usually cover six or eight of them. <laughs> yeah, give the times. It's great. If you guys planned a road trip to Reading, Pennsylvania in September, you could feel what it's like to stand next to the two top two of uh, two Boy, say this quick. Two top fuel dragsters as they do burnouts and take off down the track. It is awesome. The NHRA (laughs) NHRA (laughs) Pep Boys Nationals starts September 14th to the 17th. Light my fire. Maybe you could go wave the flag. Oh, that'd be nice. You'd be like that. Uh, you'd be you'd be like Chacha de Gregorio in Greece when she, uh, you know. I don't think they the do that though. Pinks. Don't they have the lights that just go boom, 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 boom? And yeah. Yeah. They, right. They yeah. don't do. They don't have a guy I doing. I think they might have a guy at the end that does the flag. We'll leave Delgado right at the end, right in the middle. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> and then he says, "I want to send you some of his hot sauce." Yeah, look Ooh, at it. Nice. I know you guys will love it. I, I don't know where sauce. to send it though. What's the address? Well, Slick Rick's address is nine. No. <laughs> yeah. no well, we'll figure out a way. No to... Problems there. Well, that's a nice email, Slick Rick. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the hot sauce, Big D. And you Bring can, it on. you know what? You can go to their website, theoriginalhuelicious.com. And it's Hewlicious Chipotle hot sauce. You can get to meet Hugh. Well, what have you already cut a deal with them or something? Why are you giving out the you're giving out the website? Right? Oh, no, I'm right here. You got like this. some kind of a side deal we don't know about. Hugh Mosher is the founder. That's that's who sent me the uh, email. That's the yes. guy. And so he, that's just a nice email. Nice. Look, Rick, you got some fans uh, seemingly in the NHRA. So we'll have to really give them a special treatment on Monday after when we do the we'll recap. Will follow the uh, yes? We'll have to follow the event. Yep. So I'm waiting for the rodeo guys now to chime in. They have they have three different flavors: original blue and too much. Maybe they should get a purple. Oof, I, I mean, for you, that's it. Okay, there you go. Okay, very good. I'm, I'm making deals. <laughs> Delgado's It'll be real already, hot. Be called purple pain. There you go. There Delgado's you go. got a deal already, so obviously, so good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Delgado's got his whole thing. Oh God, we yep. got to make money. He's acting somehow. like he's his marketing <laughs> marketing team. Delgado, you the man. <laughs> um, by the way, happy international uh, happy International Women's Day, everybody. 
When was oh, no, I didn't when was up. International uh, Men's Day? Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. When Yo, was that's that? every Halloween. day, homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, "Yeah, I I posted that on my t- Twitter," and someone wrote back to me, "Yeah, you missed it. It was February 30th." <laughs> 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 that's a good one. Oh God! And here we are at the White House today on on uh, International Women's Day to watch Jill to watch Doctor Jill Doctor Jill Biden. Presenting the International Women of Courage Awards to a um, oh. biological male. Awesome. No. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. They're no all way. in on. They're all in on International Women's Day. Corinne Jean Pierre comes out. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I have it. On, I think I posted it on my Twitter. It's it's almost laughable. But I I don't know. I guess they don't see the. Uh, well, clearly, no, they don't, Damon. Obviously, they don't. But this is her opening remarks, if I could find it. Here's her opening remarks on, on, on International Women's Wednesday Day. And happy uh, International Women's Day. A day where we recognize the achievements of women and girls. And Now, I just would stop it right there. And, of course, you can't do this. And this is sometimes I wish we were more like England when you can do you know, in the monarchy there. You could just shout stuff at each other. Someone should just shout at her. Well, can you define a woman first? I guess she can, maybe. Maybe they decided that they can ask the Supreme Court justice. Uh, well, I don't know. But this is how she started, all about women and girls. Women and girls are very into women and girls. We commit ourselves to the work of delivering full equality. President Biden has made improving the status of women and girls a cornerstone of his administration. How? Anybody want to take a shot at how he's done that? How? Mm. By letting men into women's sports? Mm. <laughs> By giving these kind of awards today to a biological male? Hmm. to continuing to make it um, to make female sports almost uh, more of a joke than some of it was already. How has he made it a cornerstone? And we are focused on lifting up the rights of women and girls through every aspect of both our foreign and domestic policy. We all have a better future when women and girls are able to reach their full potential. Yeah. So as you can see, as I tweeted, uh, this full potential include men taking over women's sports. Yeah. How, how is that lifting them up when you're when you're pushing them down to elevate somebody with a mental problem? Yeah. It's just a question. Like I, I don't get that. I don't get that. They're not for women. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's like the whole the whole party. It's like the same thing with the they're not for African Americans. They're not for any of this stuff. Everything they do slaps everything like that in the face. We all cornerstone of our what? what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> if anything, they're trying to replace them. Yeah. I mean, look at his own cabinet. He's got oh, the first trans female. No, that's a guy dressed as a woman. Who steals luggage. Well, that one too. Right. But that one got fired. Yeah. For stealing luggage. Not because he was incompetent at his job, which he was, because everybody looked at him like, this guy doesn't have the qualifications for this position. How did he get elevated to it? You know how he did. Because he wore makeup, a, a lipstick, and a dress. That's how. It's like the press briefing. You think they have the best woman for the job doing the job? Of course not. She's incompetent. Right. She's a buffoon. I, I started to watch the press briefing room today from home. And I turned it off about how every quiet. Oh, I can't get I can't get ahead of him on this. Oh, I can't answer that. I don't have anything for you. What's the point of these things? We're getting no information. Not that we really want anything because it all sucks anyways. 
but we're not getting anything from her. It's pointless to have these press briefings. We get nothing out of them. Literally nothing. That's how Soviet-style media works. You get nothing and you'll like it. Yeah. I mean, she has no answers to any questions. Any questions today about um, the coming attack on capitalism, the attack on you, your finances, as if we need any more of that. In this budget we're going to unveil tomorrow, which is going to be an absolute joke and a total disaster, an attack on capitalism, redistribution of wealth, an attack on upward mobility, an attack on success. But we have to guarantee everybody's outcome to be equal, D, don't you know? Yes, that's, that, and, we're going to push you know, towards and, that. And we're watching this propagandist because, you know, what is it? how did she get the job? Because she was of color and she was gay? Is that yeah. how she got the job? She checked two, much, yeah. two or three boxes Check or whatever. Yeah. Uh, too bad she wasn't missing a limb. She would uh, never get fired. Um, but, you know, meanwhile, now you got, you know, the rhinos in the Uniparty demanding and begging that uh, – that Tucker Carlson be seized. Rupert Murdoch, do not let this threat to democracy. This is a worse attack on democracy than 9-11. I, I'm sure you guys went over this last night. I'm watching this stuff, and I'm and I'm, all I'm thinking to myself is, who's buying this? Is anybody buying this? No one cares about it. the night. It's it's like seven percent of the complete lunatic wackos on on social media actually care about January 6th at this point. Yet they're acting like it was worse than 9-11? How dare they? I saw, I saw Tucker on Glenn Beck today. He called in, which is, I didn't realize Tucker could do interviews. My God, I'd, I'd try to get him if we could do a phone interview. Um, I thought Fox couldn't do any interviews unless they had a book, but whatever. That's a side story. He went on Glenn Beck's show today, and he said since the time he got the footage, now think about this. You're in the media business. What is the point of what, what you all do? If you're a reporter, what's the point of what you do? He gets all this footage. He said he has not received one phone call, text message, anything about, hey, what are you seeing? Can we see it? Can we go through it? No one, including his own network that he works at from the news, meet, from the news division. Not a single text, not a single phone call, not a single inquiry, nothing since he's had the footage. No one in the media has had any interest and looking at it. Well, let's get on the horn with them. Let's let's get on the horn. Let's uh get Zen Master to get us some some of those some of that footage. Unbelievable. What the hell you do what's the point of your job if you're not interested in that? All right, live from Studio 6 B just getting started on a Wednesday. More to do. We're back right after this. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Well, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people. You pulled your business through the pandemic. And now, well, the tough thing could qualify you for $26,000 per employee at COVIDtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to re reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during the pandemic. This is not a loan, and you do not have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and the tax experts over at COVIDtaxrelief.org. You pay nothing up front, they do all the work, and then they share a percentage of the cash that they get you. 
Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you saw an increase in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDTaxRelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. COVID Tax Relief, one word, COVIDTaxRelief.org. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Want to say hi to everybody in the getter chat. See everybody in there? Oh, yeah. All fired up about what's going on. Um, Good to see you. We'll get to some of your comments throughout the show. Uh, Paul will do some news uh, coming up here in a second, but let's start with sports. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow. MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Uh, for 10 to 60% off. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D. Well, the big news tonight broke just a little while ago, maybe around 5.30. Syracuse basketball coach Jim Beheim out after 47 seasons. This is ESPN News Services. After 47 seasons, could you imagine? Hall of Famer Jim Beheim will not be returning as the men's basketball coach at Syracuse. It was announced today. Just hours after the Orange lost 77-74 to Wake Forest on a buzzer-beating three-pointer at the ACC tournament, Syracuse announced that Associate Head coach Adrian Autry, who has been on the staff since 2011, will be promoted to replace the uh, 78-year-old Beheim. There is no doubt in my mind that without Jim Beheim, Syracuse basketball would not be the powerhouse program it is today, Chancellor Kent Sphere uh, said in a statement. Jim has invested and dedicated the majority of his life to building this program, cultivating generations of student-athletes, and representing his alma mater with pride and distinction. I extend my deep appreciation and gratitude to an alumni who epitomizes what it means to be forever armed. After Wednesday's loss, Beheim hinted that he would be retiring, but he said it was up to the university to decide his future, and Big D, they jumped on that real quick. So I'm not sure what's really going on behind the scenes, but 47 years is a long time, 78 years old. I still think that's a young guy, could still do a little bit there, but uh, I don't know, Big D, what are your thoughts on that? Jim Beheim was one of the greatest ever. He was, but uh, get out. Yeah, 2003, <laughs> last NCAA championship. Wow. Guys. 2003, 20 years ago. It's a long time since he took him to the dance and won. And that's a long time to be on a, on a staff. You know, you got to win. That's what it's all about. Head coaches, they don't make it to the Super Bowl for so many years. Out. So, but uh, we'll wish him well on his retirement. I'm sure there'll be a lot of celebration and accolades, but uh, yeah, great coach. I don't Definitely. know about that. No? Did you hear him? The other, uh, today or yesterday or last no. night after he's, they lost? He's cranky. Somebody was asking me. He was like, I already gave my uh, retirement speech. Just none of you n- noticed it or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, he's he's been uh, very critical of, of how NBA, I, mean, I should say college basketball has changed because of the uh, NILs and the oh, transfer yeah. portal. It, it's just, he, he considers it just destroying destroying the program. Well, that yeah. NIL is going to be about to give us the best March Madness we've ever seen. So This March Madness is going to be unbelievable and unpredictable. We're going to have to get the odds makers rolling on that. Selection Sunday coming up. So just shifting gears, one more story, Big D. DeSantis trolls Biden, asks if Djokovic could enter the U.S. by boat. This is <laughs> Hannah Blue of uh, Breitbart. That's a new name for me. Yeah, Breitbart. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis Tuesday wrote a letter to President Biden over his unfair and unscientific denial of Novak Djokovic's entry into the United States due to his vaccination status, urging the president to grant an exemption. Uh, tennis champion Novak Djokovic has been denied entry into the U.S. due to the vaccine mandate on foreign travelers coming into the country, while Djokovic affirmed last month that he had applied for an exemption that did not come to fruition because of this. He would not be able to compete in the tennis tournaments in Miami and Mineral Wells. 
Florida Senators Rick Scott and Marco Rubio have already asked the Biden administration to grant the waiver and allow him to compete in the U.S., but now Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is jumping into the fray. DeSantis uh, deemed the denial unfair, unscientific, and unacceptable in a March 7th letter urging Biden to reconsider. It's time to put pandemic politics aside and give the American people what they want. Let him play, the letter reads, explaining that Djokovic has already visited the states two times since the pandemic without any apparent health incident, boys. Uh, It's also uh, not clear to me why, even in the terms of your own proclamation, Mr. Djokovic could not legally enter this country via boat, the Florida governor added. Please confirm no later than Friday, March 10th, uh, that this method of travel into Florida would be permissible. Uh, DeSantis also pointed to the hypocrisy of Biden's rule. You know, apparently May 10th, they're going to rule, they're going to lift the exemption anyway. So the guy's asking for, what, a five-week, you know, pardon, so to speak, to Mm -hmm. be able to come in, play tennis. I mean, number one tennis player in the world, a lot of revenue for Florida when he comes in. I don't know. You want to stick to the rules, Big D? You're feeling about you? That's how you like feel? Bill Maher said, the country's stuck on stupid. Yep. And, and, and uh, Jean-Pierre, oh, oui, oui, oh, oh, she was asked uh, about it today. Oh. And she said, oh, here we are. We are following the CDC's orders still. So, uh, oh. I want no, to roll the no cl- they're, still, they're stuck on stupid. Can I roll the clip from today with DeSantis talking about it? Sure. Yeah, roll it, G. Novak Djokovic, I think as you guys know, you know, num- number one tennis player, uh, one of the best ever. He <clears throat> is being discriminated against because he didn't take the MNRA COVID jab. And we're one of the only countries in the world that has this rule that you have to show shot records to come in as a foreign visitor on an airplane. Never mind, Djokovic has already had COVID. You know, there's something Twice. called natural immunity, which the CDC didn't want to recognize, but we all know is a fact of life. And so he poses zero risk to the United States, zero risk to the state of Florida, and zero risk to Miami. So he should be allowed to compete. Now, I would run a, I would run a boat from the Bahamas here for him. I would do that 100%. But I think his people are looking at it and I'm not sure that's the way they want to come into the into the country, which I understand. I think it'd be a great moment, but you know, nevertheless. So, but we we've looked at the 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 rules and this is all executive fiat. Congress never passed any of this. You know, they wanted to take your job if you didn't get the shot. Um, Congress never passed that. That was executive fiat by the Biden administration. That's not the way this country is supposed to be governed. But so, so that's what it, the rules are the, of what they laid down. So we think that coming by boat may, may be okay, even under Biden's existing uh, framework. So I've written a letter saying, let him come in. But if you're not letting him come in by plane, at least confirm to us, not really because I care, but I think he, his, his camp wants to know, that he could come by boat and it would not be in violation of anything that, that you've done. There you go. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd love to see him do it. Yep. He could just it's walk so across ridiculous. the It's so ridiculous. And they're never going to let it go. They're just never. It's going to be COVID then, COVID now, COVID forever. Yep. It's just never going to go away. Anybody who thinks this is going to die down or the, uh, the craziness is going to stop or it's going to go away. I'm telling you, we're in for a fight come the next school year with all these governors around the country as well with these vaccines now being added to the child, uh, immune, uh, child vaccine schedule, which is up to like, I don't know, 107 shots in their first five years of life, whatever it is. It's never going to go away. They're, they're just... These people are sick in the it's head. Too much money in it. Too much money in it. So much money. Yep. Using a tennis term, they could all use a backhand. 
Really, it's crazy. Guy who's had it twice. Standing outside alone on a tennis court, in, outside in the breeze in Florida, in 100 degrees. Just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. just what crazy. A it's crazy. What a threat. The pro athlete's going to kill everyone with his breath. Um, Delgado, did you notice something? DeSantis looks like he's thinning out a little bit. Yeah, Maybe like getting ready for a presidential white. run. Have you noticed that? Ah, I don't know about that. You don't think he's uh, losing nah. weight? No, I, don't, I think he's losing weight. I just don't think so what he's... What are you all uh, getting about? I don't think he's making a run. No. Like I said, my theory is he's working hand in hand with Trump. They're gonna they're gonna mess with the media, make him think he's gonna run, and then he's gonna he's gonna pull the rug out from under them and they're gonna fall in their face. Hmm. Because that's all they want. They want somebody to go against Trump. My theory. All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Real America's Voice, glad you're in. It's like Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's here, Gio Fran holding it down as always. Paul's going to do some news here in a second. I don't know if you saw this footage that Tucker released. Uh, security footage of Chuck Schumer giving tours. Here's, here's, here's the... Here it is from today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know why this is not playing right, but... Uh, oh, that's beauty. Yeah, there you go. There, oh, there, yeah, there he goes. There you go. <laughs> I like how he likes to hold men's arms. Did you Did you see this today? Well, that's Biden, obviously, in the real video. Did you see him? That, that's that him like, and Biden today. It looks like the steering. He's committee. holding them up like I don't know if I don't know if he said, "Hey, Chuck, take my arm," or Chuck said, "Here you go, Mr. President, take my arm." But they, they yeah. look like the Golden Girls walking in here. I mean, it was that's, unbelievable. It's yeah, just that's, like, what are we doing here? This is like the the biggest show. I mean, it just looks. Just like you, here, weakness you in your face. Yeah. He should bring that, him along. He's a doddering old fool. Right. Well, that's what they do with with people that you know when they uh, there's the fear of them falling. They hold on to people. Did right? you see the march, the civil rights march with him and Sharpton and uh, you know all the black rights activists and they're all trying to run each other over to be front of the uh, the photo op? Yeah, we did that the other night. Yeah. Oh him my and Selma. goodness. Mr. Civil Rights, Joe Biden. Here's the real. Here's the real. Uh, here's what it really looked like. Look at this. Arm. He's holding his arm. Like, look. What is that? He looks like he's taking him on a tour. Like, okay, this is where we work. Okay, and this is where we write stuff. You remember, Joe? Remember when you used to work here? I mean, is it that looks a- more like to me like my mom at the nursing home trying to fix right, her yeah. hip. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Physical therapist walking him. Okay, two steps, nice and slow, slow, right. go oh, slow. Wow. You're doing great, Mama. Ice cream's at four in the in the conference room. Make sure you're there <laughs> yeah. on time. Oh, goody. Pudding at three. <laughs> oh, they have pudding still? It's just like, here you go. Can we look weaker? Let's just, I mean, it's Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden holding hands like the Golden Girls. Not even holding any hands. It's arm and arm. arm around them. I mean, yeah, it's just, like, it's just like, uh, arm in the strange. Yeah. That is Next amazing. thing you know, you're going to see them sharing a string of spaghetti. Ugh. All right, let's Gigi do some. Zizi right, Ping right now is like, yeah, how are they not looking at this second thing and let's just sack the whole nation? Yeah, let, let's just go into Taiwan tonight. 
right? Let's <laughs> just sack everything. I mean, who's going to stop us? Exactly. I'm your nightmare. <laughs> yes. yes you are yes you are all right 32 past the hour let's do some news news is brought to you by our friends at earlytreatmentmeds.com still 50 percent off the entire site earlytreatmentmeds.com use our code lfs6b for that 50 percent off whether it's on ivermectin fluvoxamine tamiflu uh great stuff all i think it also works at uh no it doesn't work at seven cells it only works at early treatment meds i asked them that uh what's going on in the news paul nolan I just want to start with, uh, you know, Elon Musk is now uh, under attack by the FTC. Um, you know, we uh, on Tuesday on Fox, uh, Jim Jordan, the House Oversight Committee, um, he has something to say about it. He said, well, the FTC uh, called up, sent letters to private company and asked them um, what journalists who in the and who in the press are you talking about? Now, think about this. This may be the most egregious threat to the First Amendment I've seen. And they've taken this harassment of Twitter and then started on Elon Musk, who bought the company. I think 12 different letters have been sent in a span of like two months. But but the most egregious part, in my judgment, was the idea that going after a journalist, they even named personally some journalists in there who were part of the Twitter files. Two of those individuals' names, by the way, are going to be testifying in front of our committee on Thursday. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on this, that, you know, this, uh, again, mafia, the, the, the letter mafias, the gangs, the, uh, you know, if it's not Homeland, it's, you know, the uh, Federal Trade Commission, they just destroy anybody who, who doesn't, you know, toe the line of the official narrative. And, you know, it's just unbelievable to me that this is America. This is gulag style stuff. So I just wanted to touch on that one quick, um, just because it's, it's, it's frightening. It's mm -hmm. frightening, you know, that you got guys like, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys covered it last night, um, but you have people like Chuck Schumer demanding from Fox uh, the Murdoch to not air this video. Not it's even, just stunning. Not even the me. video, not not have the host actually have a show. Yeah. I mean, so now there's some there's some reports. This is um, that uh, from uh, Cheryl Atkinson. She said, from what I can gather, the plan to air more January 6 tapes on Fox tonight changed. That must have been some battle behind the scenes, but it should be addressed explicitly on the program rather than just pretending to ignore it. And this is in her response to her first text a couple, a couple hours earlier, asking, did Fox and Tucker Carlson show more of January 6th videos as, as promised, or did they change their programming after threats and pressure to do so? Um, and, you know, this is uh, just now this this story is starting to gain life because the, the threats um, and some of the, the secret emails that are being, you know, uh, pumped out there against Tucker Carlson and making him out to be public enemy number one. And I just find that it's just truly shocking to me um so well, I just you know his his text messaging is i mean i know no one wants to talk about it but I, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it because i think it should be talked about and he should somebody should find out what the, if there's something we're all missing about these text messages as far as context around when they were sent but in this lawsuit dominion and fox i don't know if you guys saw these text messages that came out with tucker yeah but tucker was texting with some um i guess somebody on his show producer or somebody and he basically said, um, the, the producer said something to the effect of, I don't have him in front of me, but the producer said something to the effect of, well, maybe pretty, this is before January 6th, by the way, after the election, but before the inauguration and before January 6th happened, something like, well, Trump should be out of the news here pretty soon. I can't wait for him to be out of the news so we can kind of move on with the shows. And Tucker said something like, um, I hate him with a passion 
I cannot wait to be able to move past this or something to that effect. And these, these were released. Um, and so there's been a lot of questions about that because he was just out at Trump's golf course over the, over when the weather was nice, laughing it up, him and MTG standing there mm-hmm. when they had the live tournament at Trump uh, National in Bedminster, New Jersey. Tucker was out there. Yeah, Tucker at TPUSA yeah. just recently went on the stage and said how much he loved Trump. He was one of the funniest guys he's ever been with. And, uh, you know, he's like, it's, he's, of course, he's hard to interview because he said, you know, it's the Trump train. You can get on or you can get off, but you certainly can't steer it. He was joking about it. So to see these text messages come out with no context around him, of course, people are going, people in the media are using it immediately and saying, see, all these guys are just lying, thieving weasels. They give you one thing on screen and off screen. None of them can stand them. None of them, none of them tell the truth. But there's no context. We have no idea what the context is. Right. They just picked five texts and said, hey, look. But we should know because we should know. What is the context? Is that how, truly how he feels? Or is that how he felt at the time? Things changed. Uh, or is it just the media, you know, taking things out of context, using their wrap-up smear bullet points, get it out there, let the news cycle wash it, turn, churn it, turn it, make it worse than it is, and then uh, redact it on page 731 in the in the uh, lines that no one ever sees. Yeah. So I don't know. Very interesting, though. But I heard him on Glenn Beck. He did not sound like on Glenn Beck today, somebody who was um, being pressured or being told what to do or – I mean, because he didn't hold back talking about, I mean, even in a way he was talking about his own network when he was like, nobody, Glenn, I can tell you, nobody reached out, no news organizations. And I think he wanted to say, including the one I work for, but he said, I can just tell you no news organizations worked, called me, you know, and he was, and he called out everybody. He didn't sound like somebody who was trying to be, but what do I know? Nothing. Right. Who knows yeah, what's th- going on? I, I think the only the only reference. You're not supposed to agree to that so quickly. Sorry. Um, the only reference I think he got from his own network was Brett Bear playing, you know, Chuck Schumer and uh, Marble Mouth. Uh, you know, pumping up the other side because let's face it, that's the narrative. That's the that's the story they want you to believe is that this yeah. was the most terrible thing ever to happen on the face of the planet, and until we tell you different, this is the worst thing. You take your marching orders from us. This is this is what we want you to believe, and if you don't believe it, well, then you're a lunatic. But, uh, you know, when you hear Chuck Schumer, actively, a sitting senator, he's the leader of the Senate, the majority leader of the Senate, actively campaigning to suppress someone's free speech, basically yeah. to, to, to trash the First Amendment of the Constitution. I don't know about you, but... The guy needs to step down, and I can't believe nobody's calling for this because he's actively doing it, and he's using the pressure that we've seen from the government, where they went to Twitter, they went to all these companies, suppress free speech, right? We've seen it. We saw the uh, the files come out from Twitter. That's what they do. They don't do it themselves because they know they can't, so they 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 gobble up the, the, the corporate entities, and they make them do it. In you know, as opposed to you know, we can't do it. But if they decide to do it, hey, we really it would be really terrible if something bad happened to your company. Um, boy, it's, we've got some uh, some legislation we could pass. No, they're going to get in line. They're going to do what the government wants them to do. That's exactly the same thing. The same time when he said, "Remember, oh, the the uh, the intelligence community has seven ways from Sunday of getting back to you." That that was a threat to Trump. Everybody knows it, and he said it. 
Because you know well, why? He said it in front of he, the Supreme Court, too. Yeah. He threatened two yeah. Supreme Court justices, yeah, because, if you remember. So none of this to, should be surprising from Schmuck Schumer. Yeah, he has nothing to fear. And he knows it. So uh, I'm sorry. So, uh, Schumer needs to step down. I mean, this he is actively <laughs> trying to... It's not going to happen. I mean, Schumer needs to step down. Yeah. His party's applauding him, holding him up. Exactly. Go, Chuck, give it to him. Step and, down. And, and we need people on the other side to say, no, you know what? That goes against our Constitution. You are act- You are breaking your oath to the Constitution <clears throat> and to the people of this country. You need to step down, <laughs> they Chuck. They don't care. They hate the Constitution. Of they course can, they do. It stands in their way. I know. We and they got about Mitch this. McConnell on the other side doing, his, doing business for him. He's locked arms with him. Mitch McConnell's just as bad. I know. So why should Chuck Schumer be worried about saying anything? When Mitch is out, I'm with Chuck. I'm with Chuck. We all know what happened. <laughs> yeah, the Chinese national business partner as well. Shocking. Uniparty uh, you know, rhino. You know, between the, even today, like I'm listening to Sid, you know, on, you know, I'm. You know, on ABC Radio, and he's got Peter King on the the Long Island Rhino, that piece of garbage, talking about I I can't believe that they uh, they allowed the this footage to only go to Tucker Carlson. I mean, this should have went to you know the left wing media. Wait, nobody what? wanted it. Yeah, the they left still wing, don't want right, it. but the left wing media, all they did was propagate you know all the video of all the worst moments of it, which half of it was. You know, we know that there, were, there was a fence erection. We know there was, you know, agent provocateurs there. There's and and anybody who knows how this game is played knows false flags start. And yeah, there were a bunch of rubes walking around there inside the ropes, and you know, thinking they were on a tour like complete morons. But prison? I mean, you got people stabbing people in the street. They don't do time. What was the new law they're trying to pass uh, in in uh, Maryland? No one under the age of twenty five can do a uh, can go to jail for a violent crime. Yeah. What? Yes, yeah, but, but, me, me, but meanwhile, people are jacked in D.C. for jaywalking, basically. For jaywalking, yeah, for trespassing, their lives are ruined. Meanwhile, there joke. was some some liberal wacko. I saw it. On, I forget where I saw it, what network played it. Um, saying these people, you know, talking about the uh, the people on January sixth, they needed to be shot. Yeah, I saw it. A Steve Schmidt. Steve Schmidt. Last Schmidt. night, we played it in my opening. Yeah, they need shoot to him. Be he shot. said, "Yeah, they need to be shot." Steve Schmidt, supposed Republican, so, like a bunch of supposed Republicans we have. So no due process? Wow. So is that out the window, too? He said, shoot him. He said, if he was dressed like the Taliban, would they have shot him? That's what he says. Steve Schmidt, Lincoln Project. All right, uh, 43 past the hour. We'll do some sports and news when we get back live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Studio 6P on a Wednesday night. So there was some um, some news tonight. There's a lot of news, a lot of things going on. But um, I know it seems far out of memory now because of everything going on. There's a lot going on. Things, you know, the news cycle, things last not that long. But if you remember when we talked about um, Biden's classified document scandal, I've continued to tell you that I don't think we're done. 
What the hell is he talking about? You know damn well what I'm talking about there, Pops. <laughs> there he comes. And tonight, what we found out is we have, we're still not done. Nine boxes of Biden documents were taken from a Boston office, we Ooh, find out tonight. Oh, Boston. The archives had not previously publicly disclosed the number of boxes taken from Boston. This in um, Kelly Lacko on Fox News. Nine boxes of documents were taken from President Biden's attorney, Patrick Moore's Boston office, but have yet to be reviewed, the National Archives disclosed in a response letter to Senator Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley. Fox News Digital has obtained that. The archives had not previously publicly disclosed the number of boxes taken from Boston. It had been reported that Moore had shipped boxes of documents from the Penn Biden Center to his Boston office before discovering the initial trove of classified documents at the Washington, D.C. based think tank. We got documents flying all up and down the East Coast, folks, is basically the deal here. In response to questions by Johnson and Grassley in a February 24th letter asking how and when the archives learned that the records were transported to Boston, Acting Archivist of the United States, Deborah Steidel Wall, responded the agency learned about it on November 3rd, 2022. Hey, that date <clears throat> sounds familiar. Quote, when NARA contacted President Biden's personal counsel on November 3rd, 2022, to arrange the pickup of boxes from the Penn Biden Center in Washington, D.C., they informed NARA that Mr. Moore had moved other boxes. Oh, really? I wonder what now why why some and no, not no, all no 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 I don't know <laughs> had moved other boxes from the Penn Biden Center to Mr. Moore's <laughs> law firm in Boston the letter states well I mean it's probably fine in addition the archives notified the Department of Justice's Office of Inspector General on November 4th that the documents had been moved the documents were then picked up on November 9th so let's see. November 3rd, they're at the Penn Biden Center. <laughs> they move them. 24 hours later on the 4th, they let NARA know about them. And then five days later, they get picked up and secured in the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library in Boston. <laughs> now, I'm sure everything was exactly the same on the 9th when they got picked up as they were on the second when they d discovered they were there. Like, I'm sure nothing went missing, shredded, burned, moved, right? I mean, of course, yeah, why everything. Would, why would you even think this, 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 this isn't calculus. Exactly. This is, <laughs> what am I, I don't know what I'm saying. NARA staff retrieved nine boxes from Mr. Moore's Boston office, which had not been previously known. Well, it's a little slip, probably. Uh, despite having possession of the documents since November, the archives has not yet reviewed the boxes. Well, they're very busy. Content uh, to determine whether additional classified materials are inside. So here you have a former senator, vice president, and now president of the United States, stuck in the middle of a classified document scandal himself with a special counsel looking into it. And the National Archives hasn't found the time since November. It's now March uh, 9th or whatever the hell it is. They haven't found time to see if there's other classified documents in these boxes. NARA has not reviewed the contents of the boxes found at Mr. Moore's Boston office, Wall stated in a letter dated Tuesday. 
Fox News previously reported that FBI agents searched the Penn Biden Center in mid-November after president's personal attorneys discovered a handful of documents with classified markings there on November 2nd. The Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement is a think tank in Washington, Uh D.C., affiliated with the University of Pennsylvania. Biden used the sixth floor office space there between 17 and 19 during which the time he was an honorary professor <laughs> and received about and received about $900,000 for giving roughly a dozen lectures. Boy, that's good business if you can get it. It's a good deal. 900 grand for a dozen lectures. What's that math work out to be about? It's not calculus. 75,000 yeah. a speech? A speech? To listen to somebody who can barely link subjects and predicates together? That's pretty good. You know what I'm saying. Additional classified documents were found by Biden's attorneys in his Wilmington, Delaware house next to his garage. Six items with classified markings were seized. After the DOJ searched the home, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed Robert Hur. Well, we know about him. Cash Patel has kind of laid it out on what we think about him. So I'm sure there's nothing to see here. I just wanted to bring this to you because as I continue to tell you, we're probably not done with documents and locations. And well, here we are. And whenever they get to it in 2000, maybe 23, hopefully they'll find some time to go through these and see. I'm sure they'll come up empty with no more classified markings or documents whenever they decide they want to go through these. And if they do, we'll report back to you. But there you go. So, all right, time to do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. Sports is brought to you by MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Uh, what's going on, Slick Rick? Right, big D tournament time. Getting ready for the big dance selection Sunday coming up. Let's get to NCAA basketball. Ladies first, as always. Couple of finals from earlier today. Toledo over Buffalo, 75-74. OT final. Uh, Iona over Mount uh, St. Mary, 39-37. Low scoring game there. Uh, and uh, Kent State defeated Illinois, 75-68. Bowling Green over Eastern Michigan, 70-36. And Sacramento State all over uh, uh, North Arizona, 76-63, Houston 72-64 over Wichita, and Ball State rocks uh, Akron 92-68. NBA action right now, Hawks and Wizards in a good one, 95-94 in the fourth. Uh, Celtics lead the Trailblazers 60-45 to at the half. Cavs lead the Heat 57-53, and Pelicans 59-43 over the Mavs. NHL black light schedule tonight, Blackhawks over the Red Wings 2-1 in Detroit, and the Wild lead the Jets 3-1. Ducks and Canucks, they'll be a uh, 10, uh, 10 o'clock tip-off out west in Vancouver. NCAA men's basketball, Big D. We got West Virginia right now leading uh, Texas Tech 68-51. Four to go in the, in the second half by North Carolina over Boston College 72-53. Four to go in the second half. Looks like that one might be over. Wake Forest, good one. 77-74 over Syracuse, which send Jim Beheim into retirement tonight as we reported earlier. Pitt, 89-81 over Georgia Tech. Colorado 74-68 over Washington. And St. John's 76-63 Butler looking good in Queens, Big D with St. John's with the win. And are, Tech- the, are the Tennessee Titans going to trade Derrick Henry to the Jacksonville Jaguars? I have not seen that, Big D. That's a rumor mill. I didn't hear that. I just saw that in the chat, and I grabbed my phone to check it, and it looks like Adam Schefter. 
Wow. It has not been finalized, it looks like, but they're trying to finalize the deal to send him to Jacksonville. Wow. That'd be a blockbuster with Trevor Lawrence there, right? That'd be some connection, right? Wow. That could really make them a powerhouse. They had a good team this year. I have not seen that, but uh, wow, it's crazy. So um, I'll see. We got time for a quick one. Tiger Woods back in the news and not good. Uh, Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend tricked into leaving his home, locked out amid messy slip court docs. This is Marjorie Hernandez and Emily Crane of the New York Post. Tiger Woods' ex-girlfriend, Erica Herman, has accused the golf star of tricking her into leaving his Florida mansion under the guise of going on a short vacation, only to lock her out amid their messy and shy. Shocking split, newly unveiled court documents allege. News of the couple's split only emerged Wednesday when details surrounding their months-long legal battle, which has so far been kept under wraps, surfaced publicly as Herman, 38, sought to toss out a non-disclosure agreement she signed back in 2017. Their legal fight kicked off back in October when Herman filed a landlord complaint in October last year, alleging Woods, 47, booted her from his sprawling Jupiter home using trickery and then repeatedly refused to let her back in, trickery. according to the files obtained by the po- <laughs> Sounds like a love is bad. Good old Tiger. We love him, but uh, that's a rough one there. So, anyway, Paul for the course, KT. Looks like there's a bunch of teams looking for Henry. Bills, Dolphins. Boy, that's interesting. All right, live from Studio 6B, Hour 2, coming up right after this. Live from Studio 6B, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. Glad you're in Real America's Voice. Slick Rick's doing sports, sitting right there. Rick Delgado's next to me. Paul's doing news. Chio Friend holding it down as always. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, everybody in the Getter Chats fired up. Good conversation going on in there. Want to thank everybody on all our social media for the comments and the um, just being involved with the content. We appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on all our social media at LFS6B on everywhere. Facebook, Rumble, Twitter, Getter, Instagram, everything at LFS6B. Make sure you follow us as many places as you can. Hey, I haven't promoted on Sunday night. Paul, you don't even know this because you weren't away. Hopefully you can participate. Sunday night, we're going to do a um, our first Twitter spaces. Damon, why are you doing it on Twitter? Twitter sucks. (laughs) Well, it's because it's the only place we can do it where we can communicate with you, the audience. I can't do it on Getter because they don't allow – there's no way uh, for you to talk with us. So You've been co-opted by the establishment. Since we don't don't take calls on the show, I figured let's do a Twitter spaces. And um, you can join and ask us whatever you want. Come on up and let's just talk. So you'll be able to come up, talk to us, ask questions. We'll be able to – answer them or just talk about whatever and it'll be fun sunday night 7 p.m it's on all our social media you can uh kind of not register but kind of click a uh click one button to say i'm interested in going so we'll put you on and then it'll send you a reminder when we start 7 p.m on sunday night we have no we, it, we may do it for 10 minutes 
Uh, or we may do it for two hours. We'll see how it goes. You got the Oscars. You got the red carpet. But, but yeah, the we'll cover the Oscars. We're going to cover the Oscars. I'll be there. The Slick Rick interview. Slick Rick's going to do the red carpet coverage for us. He'll take calls on the uh, on the Oscars. You can't get me here on a Tuesday night. How are you going to get me here on a Sunday? Well, no, you don't need to do anything but just be on your phone. You could yeah. be, do it from you, you could be um, do you it know, from the restaurant, Paul. Do it in the shower. Yeah. Just have your phone and have your little earpiece in and. Just connect into Twitter. But that's the thing. People actually, we we get to hear their voice, not, yes. not read their message. Exactly. You'll be able to talk. You'll be able to talk to us. We'll. I'll bring you up as a presenter. Right. And you can talk to us, and then I can keep keep bringing people up. So since we don't take live calls, this will be our live calls. So it'll be fun, and we can say anything. Paul, you could drop as many f bombs as you want. I yeah. mean, this is so cool. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> see, just a little twist of the arm, and Nolan's in. Seven p.m. on Sunday night. It's on our getter. It's on our Twitter. You can uh, not reserve a spot, but just click the little I'm interested. So you think there's already, I don't know, 25, 26, 30 people who said I'm interested in going. And then we need to get that up to a couple thousand. Yeah. Um, so it should be fun. Twitter spaces, 7 p.m. First one. We'll see how it goes. Probably the last one, but maybe not. Yeah. I'm holding out hope. So you can ask us anything, right? Ask us anything. Anything. That's it. Cool. Sunday night, 7 p.m. You can talk to Love Slick it. Rick as much as you want. No, no. They're going to talk to, so. to talk to Delgado. They want these theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can really let loose, Delgado. Well, can, you, you can know, really they, just talk, man. Well, this, could well, get, this could be woo. Well, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in theory. Uh, a couple other housekeeping things. On Monday, we'll be on, but we just don't know what time we're going to start because the 45th president of the United Ooh. States, Donald J. Trump, makes his first trip to Iowa. On the 2024 campaign trail, this Monday, the 13th, Real America's Voice will be bringing you this important event live starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. President Trump rolls out his America First education policy, and that's Monday, 6 p.m., right here on Real America's Voice. And then we'll be here whenever the president, I think the president, our coverage starts at 6. President's supposed to hit the stage or the wherever he's at at around 7.15 and he'll probably do a, you know, I don't know, 45 minutes, an hour. Maybe he'll do his normal little longer than that. So we'll probably join you. I think Ed and Karen are um, covering it from West Palm. So we'll, they'll join us. We'll join them. And then they'll hand off to us. And then we'll take over. So it should be pretty cool. Monday night, we'll listen to the president. And then we'll, uh, we'll be on as soon as he's done. So that'll be Monday night. Make sure you, uh, you know, tune in right at 6 for the, uh, the pre-coverage of the president's speech. And then... Uh, We'll listen to the president, and then we'll take it over from there till uh, our regular 10, 10 o'clock spot. So that'll be on Monday. Uh, so good stuff from the president. The president, I think, put another video out today. Um, do we have that, G? Uh, cut seven. Roll that. The radical left Democrats have used ballot harvesting to cancel out your vote and walk away with elections that they never should have won. They cheat, and they cheat like nobody's ever cheated before. Many states have banned ballot harvesting to keep our elections honest and fair. But in the states where ballot harvesting is still legal, we have no choice but to beat the Democrats at their own game. Hmm. It's very simple. Either we start ballot harvesting or you can say goodbye to our country. You huh. can just wave goodbye hmm. because Democrats would win every single election. Oh, dear. We have to get smart. And that's why our campaign will fight back and start harvesting ballots in the states where the left has been cheating the system and hurting our country. But our harvested ballots will only come from legal registered voters who are American citizens. With your help, 
We will master the Democrats' game of ballot harvesting, and we will win back the White House from Joe Biden and the people that are destroying our country. They're absolutely destroying America. Thank you very much. Uh, gee, who does that um, Who does that sound like? I mean, not anybody on this show. <laughs> you. Well, the first time I said that, the emails and things I got saying, we can't be like them, Damon. What are you talking about? That's a terrible idea. We can't associate ourselves with cheating. Well, how far we've come. How far we've come. Good for the president. And he's absolutely right. And I've kept saying it. Places like Nevada, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. It's legal. If you don't start playing game on their, if you don't start playing on their play field, playing field with their rules, you're never going to win. He's absolutely right, and it's good that this is becoming um, the conversation that has to be had because it has to be had, and then, and we have to do it, and we have to be better at it than they are. Because if we don't, you can, the road to 270 is nearly impossible. I don't care who runs. That's it. Just as simple as that. What do you think about that, Delgado? Well, that's something I said in the past as well. I think I brought it up a couple weeks ago. That's how a few of those counties in California flip seats because they went out and ballot harvest. They used the rules that were presented to them. They set up the ballot harvesting at, at gun shows, at churches, you know, any place that they knew their voters would be at. And there you go. We've said this before. We outnumber them by a lot. We just don't. We just don't have the apparatus to show them how much we outnumber them. Even though Joe Biden has said on many time, many occasions, it's who counts the ballots, and we all know what that means. So let's uh, let's make sure that they have so many to count that they can't hide the numbers. And again, that's that's how they flipped some of these seats in California that used to be red, went blue, and then they went red again because. The GOP out there, some of those, some of those uh, counties got smart and used the, their, used the California rules to their advantage. Yeah. Uh, you guys remember Matt Cain? We had him on the show. Yeah, Talked about show, his article Matt. in American Thinkers from uh, Long Island, yeah. New York, Stony mm-hmm. Brook University. He's got a piece today in the American Thinker, speaking of the president, since we just played that. And it's entitled, Trump is the leader of the Republican Party and of america and he says as the next presidential election approaches the leader of the republican party and of america is donald trump in 2015 the republican party was dead there was no clear leader little enthusiasm even as the end of barack obama's presidency was on the horizon republicans suffered convincing losses in the two previous presidential elections and a Bush versus Clinton rematch reincarnate was plausible for a time. The party's 2014 midterm election gains were more of a referendum on Barack Obama than an endorsement of the Republican Party at the time. But the key reason those scenarios were short-lived was because of Donald Trump. While the Democrats, the media, and the Republican establishment, now referred to as the Uniparty, were busy mocking Trump's candidacy, He was energizing and awakening a previously dormant base of the electorate. The base which eventually became known as the forgotten man 
was composed of right-leaning Americans who felt they did not have a champion who was truly fighting for them. Trump was at first a breath of fresh air, but when the shock of his candidacy transitioned into reality, it became clear that he was the pro-America candidate Americans had been longing for since Ronald Reagan. After all this time, the Uniparty is still hard at work. It's no secret that left-leaning networks such as CNN or MSNBC hold strong anti-Trump biases. However, many exclude Fox News when they mention biased mainstream networks. Fox has always wanted to keep hold of the Trump base while distancing themselves from Trump himself. So seeing them promote a potential Trump opponent is not surprising. As Governor DeSantis cruised to re-election victory this past November, Fox quickly anointed him as the new king of the GOP and celebrated his victory with noticeable delight. It felt coordinated, as though they could hardly wait to crown him in front of a national audience, but there was a crucial element they didn't mention. Ron DeSantis is in the position he is in, well, because of Donald Trump. In 2018, Florida Governor Republican primary, DeSantis was trailing mightily to Adam Putnam. Trump's endorsement saved DeSantis, which landed him the nomination and eventually proved to be the difference in his slim victory in the general election. Trump delivered a victory for DeSantis in a way DeSantis himself could not. Only a legitimate leader could have such a powerful influence on the electorate. Despite Trump sporting a 91% endorsement success rate, which shenanigans prevented from being higher, somehow the Paul Ryan-directed Carl Rove contributed Fox News continues to inform their viewership that Trump hurts the party and that he is to blame for the shortcomings. Paul Ryan has called Trump a proven loser, quote-unquote, and stated that he will not attend the 24 Republican National Convention in his home state of Wisconsin unless the party nominates someone other than President Trump. Not exactly indicative of an unbiased media outlet, would you say? Oof. The greatest disappointment regarding Fox analysis is that it ignores reality. Election fraud, unconstitutional changes to election law, and other irregularities are what cost the Republicans the last two elections, not Trump. In fact, if not for Trump's ability to generate such significant enthusiasm across this country, election integrity wouldn't even be on the Republican agenda. Since the obvious lengths gone in order to defeat him and the candidates he endorsed is what makes the issue so undeniable. Fox's refusal to take potential election fraud into account indicates they shouldn't blame anybody but themselves for their overzealous midterm predictions. In addition to the media, the establishment continues to prove how out of touch they are with the American people. Nikki Haley, the only non-Trump candidate to officially enter the race, believes it's time for a new generation, quote-unquote, to lead the Republican Party. Both Mike Pence and Mike Pompeo are also mulling runs. They both shared a similar sentiment to Haley. I'll finish this when we get back.
Wow, sound like the blues on a Wednesday night, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. We talked to you about our friends over at Birch Gold, Philip Patrick and the gang, despite the U.S. blowing through $32 trillion debt ceiling in January. The leftist White House and the Biden administration still refuse to reduce spending. And you'll find out tomorrow how much that's the truth. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, maybe it's time to pull yours out. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. And let me just say, tell you, I listened to the uh, Fed chairman testify for two days now. I listened to every second of every question and answer he gave. High uncertainty and instability is exactly where we are right now. Gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text America to 989898 and claim your free information kit on gold. Then you can talk to one of their precious metal specialists to dig this country out of the mountain of debt. Think about this now. To dig this country out of the mountain of debt, each one of us would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today. Text the word America. Send it to 989898. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers. Countless five-star reviews. You can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text the word America. Send it to 989898. Do it today. Just to finish off on this very fine article by Matt Cain, he basically says, um, to summarize the rest of it, because it's long, But you get the idea that Trump is the proven commodity and America basically has become a former shell of itself. And right now, a proven commodity, when the opportunity arrives to take America back, that's what we need. So I'll link it on all our social media at LFS6B. You can read the rest of it. Very good article. Matt Cain, again, delivers a uh, really a great piece uh, in The American Thinker. Uh, so I'll link that in our social media. Let's do some sports now. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use our code LFS6B at checkout, as many of you continue to do, and we appreciate it. Uh, it'll save you 10 to 60% off all items. And if you're buying the MyPillow 2.0, if you want to get a good night's sleep, that's the only way to do it. Um, it'll be buy one, get one free. While supplies last, buy one, get one free, MyPillow 2.0. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, some news has been dominating the NBA and sports. is a story of shock to John Morant after gun video, You're Not a Rapper, Dylan Gwynn and Breitbart. While ESPN is busy making sure white America, thank you, Stephen A. Smith, doesn't use the John Morant gun video to stigmatize the black community, TNT Shaquille O'Neal gave the 23-year-old Grizzly superstar a much-needed reality check by telling the youngster that he is not a rapper. Uh, Morant went viral over the weekend after he posted posted a video of himself displaying a firearm at a strip club. As a result, Morant is receiving therapy while police in Corrado, where the strip club is located, investigate the incident. I did it before we came on the show. There's going to be no charges with the incident. They can't substantiate anything other than he had that live Instagram. <laughs> other than him right. holding the gun. <laughs> they don't count that big. Yeah, right. Except nah. for that. <laughs> yeah, except for that it's little the piece. It's That's the all right. right. <laughs> it's the <atrics. laughs> But, uh, yeah. Who's so doing that investigation? <laughs> well, Same guy that's investigating Biden's documents scandal exactly and we don't have time to look in this box right here we'll get to it they don't touch we don't have time we've had it since november well we'll get to it at some point don't you worry (laughs) hey what do you know nothing there no classified documents what do you know (laughs) 
His magnum was a bottle of champagne. Uh, but uh, on Tuesday night's edition of the NBA on TNT, Shaquille O'Neal broke with the rest of the sports media and declined to make a race and of any issue. Instead, he held Morant accountable. It was a bad choice, O'Neal said during the NBA TNT. It was a bad decision. We have to stop putting ourselves to where they can take away where we work so hard to get to. You should always believe in a higher power. I've always had the ability to stop time and say, if I do this, what's going to be the outcome? So just some words of wisdom from the good old Shaq O'Neal, Sha- Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, I think it was a pretty good story, you know, yeah. as far as that goes. I mean, it's just... It, uh, it's just stupidity because it, it's on video. And, and the funny part is Marlon Wayans, you know who he is? One of the Wayans brothers? Yeah, of course. He had this color. really funny um, comment on it because when you see the gun, it, it's it's... As he put it, it looks like a gun that a sexy Russian lady pulls out in a Bond movie. It's like one of these little things. It's like the little He's thing. He's holding it like this. Yeah. He's not even. It's it's like a petite little like lady gun. Oh my gosh! So I thought that was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, sticking with uh, with the hardcore, another alleged uh, uh, basketball player with issues. Alabama's Brandon Miller discusses January shooting f- for first time publicly. This is Victor Barbosa of Yard Barker. Alabama men's basketball star Brandon Miller talked with reporters about January's fatal shooting of 23-year-old Jamea Janae Harris for the first time earlier today. Brandon Miller said, I never lose sight of the fact that family has lost one of their loved ones that night. The whole situation is just really heartbreaking. Respectfully, that's all I'm going to be able to say on that. Um, but the coach, uh, as well, uh, Oates, he said that on Miller. He's taken this whole situation very serious, seriously since day one. It's a tough situation for all of us. It's just sad, to be honest with you. I never thought Brandon was flippant with any of it uh, ever. As far as uh, off the court goes, not necessarily huge changes. But uh, right now, Alabama is probably the odds-on favorite, Big D, I would say, to win the whole 20 at this point, right? To win March Madness. Pretty close. They're one of them. I mean, you know, I mean, we, we think it's going to be upsets anyway, but uh, it's very interesting. So we'll see how that plays out. I think this is going to follow them. I think there'll be a lot of protests at the core. I think a lot of people are going to be giving them the business. Some just to make them miss a foul shot. You know, they'll use that to their advantage to harass the player. But uh, we'll see how this plays out as we go into March Madness. Next week, boy, we're going to have we're going to have every segment we'll have highlights on March Madness. You don't have to even watch the games. I'll save you the trouble. That's mm. a wrap in sports, Big D. <laughs> Look, Rick, you know, I was watching our very fine morning program on this network this morning. Ed Henry and Karen Turk and American Sunrise and Terrence Bates, of course. Um, and they were discussing... Uh, Karen was discussing her getting her hair cut and oh. the price tag that came along with it. And somebody in the chat said <laughs> that, um, or maybe I said in the chat that Slick Rick <laughs> and Karen <laughs> together, if you had to have makeup and hair, oh yeah. after what I heard Karen say her bill is, I said if Slick Rick and Karen ever decided to do a show together, the Zen master would have to take nine mortgages <laughs> against every piece of property he's got. Just to, for hair and makeup. I know. My haircut just went up in price, so I'm going for a, my cut and color on Saturday. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my goodness. Does that man. include the face cream, too, or no? That's no, just the for face, the, that's 100-something that an ounce. No oh, way, baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually. I mean, I don't know. I know. It's I don't insane. know. we got to have an investigation into this, I think. So. Well, you gotta, Karen looks great. you got to look good. You know, that's how it goes, Big D. Come on. we got to take care of yourself. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I spent I spent thirty bucks, and I think my hair looks pretty good. Thirty bucks. I got to. Yeah. Yeah. Did that guy get arrested? <laughs> hey, you used that joke on me two weeks. Hey, well, that guy, that guy should get the chair. He should get the chair for that I one. I mean, I don't know. I, we really should have found that guy for Delgado's sake. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't. I, I could I don't think I could be could going be worse. for. Four. I'm cutting my own hair. I mean, can you go for a nickel for your haircut, Paul? 
a nickel is in like as in five bucks? <laughs> no, as in four or five hundred. No, that's well, that might be for a, a woman. That's a masterpiece. I don't got to do nothing. that looks terrific. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't know. <laughs> and Paul says that's neither here nor there. But anyway, that's that's a rapid well, sport. Uh, you're not you're not that high for you, Slick Rick, are you? No, I'm no, I'm I'm like 150. That's and that's enough. What? Some guys get 10 haircuts. <laughs> <It's a real laughs> what do you get Wait for 150? It's a real bargain. I get a haircut in a color. I get my hair colored. for man. a haircut. Yeah. Um, yeah, with a color. I get the color too, though. I mean, I forget. I'd be grayer than gray if I yeah. had my color. Color ball. Come, Come on, slip Rick. Yeah, He's got to stay slick. You get a happy yeah, ending with that? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, G. I don't think he gets a happy ending with that. I don't think that's. No, I don't think so. No, no, it's not. Gio, where we, yeah, Gio, Gio, stop being a massage. I don't think that's yeah. where we want to go here. Gio, not for 150. That's at least 200. Blue Kentucky girl says, Big D, you're gorgeous. So there you go. See, 30 you bucks. Go. That's all you need to get that comment. 30 bucks. He's a natural beauty. That's what I paid, dude. No, thank you. Thirty bucks. One fifty. Four bills. It used to be seven bucks at my barber thirty years ago. The same guy I'm still with. I <laughs> Ed Henry says Damon's haircut twelve dollars at Supercuts. <laughs> I used to go to Supercuts. I'll have you know, pal. It was pretty good. There you go. So all right, all right. Well, that's all for sports. We don't have time for news <laughs> now because we're talking about beauty and makeup and hair here on the uh, live from Studio Six B Entertainment Hour. Oof. But we'll do news when we get back. Imagine the chat. With Paul Nolan. Oh Rolling with Nolan when we get back. Our live from Studio 6B, 30 minutes back. <laughs> just, we've totally lost it over here. Yeah, we lost of course, it's your fault again, the audience, with the comments on the getter chat. Someone said Damon does his hair with, to a gardener with a weed whacker. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are funny. Um, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B. Uh, it's time to do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Use our code LFS6B, 50% off. If you're looking to pick up that ivermectin and stick it in the cabinet and hope you don't need it, but if you do, at least you have it. Get in on it early if you get sick. Or Tamiflu. They got great stuff over there for all kinds of high dose of vitamin D. I, I didn't, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but on our social media, another study about the benefits of vitamin D. Someone should pass it to Joe Biden because I think it's, uh, it said there's a 40% reduction in the, uh, on the onset of Alzheimer's. Oh. I believe that's what the uh, new, yeah, vitamin D supplementation uh, associated with a 40% lower dementia rate. That's what it was. Vitamin D supplementation associated with a 40% lower dementia rate uh, in new study. Taking vitamin D supplements may lower the risk of dementia, according to a new large-scale study by researchers at the University of Calgary's Hotchkiss Brine Institute in Canada. Um, Yeah. So just another study about the benefits of, of vitamin D. They've got high-dose high vitamin D available over there, earlytreatmentmeds.com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. Paul Nolan, what's going on in the news? So this is uh, – I'm going to do this from uh, Politico. 
Trump administration CDC director Robert Redfield told the Congressional Committee Wednesday that his former colleague, Anthony Fauci and former National Institute of Health Director Francis Collins froze him out of discussions on COVID-19 origins. Now, you know, we have some clips to go with this story, so I'm going to go through it. Uh, the accusation came during a politically, uh, the accusation, excuse me, came during a politically charged hearing Wednesday of the Oversight Committee um, on Coronavirus Pandemic and stoked Republican claims that Fauci in early 2020 promoted the view that an infected animal spread the virus uh, to humans to divide a divert attention from research. Um, the U.S. sponsored China Wuhan Institute of Virology had created. So, um, you know, Renfield uh, said I was told it was told to me that they wanted a single narrative. And then I obviously had a different point of view. So, G, you got that clip? Cut three, G, roll it. Dr. Redfield, I want to stick with you. You you have said before that you were locked out of conversations about the lab leak by Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. Do you think they kept you out of the conversations because you believe COVID-19 may have come from a lab? Yeah, I think I made it very clear in January to all of them why we had to aggressively pursue this. And I let them know as a virologist that I didn't see that this was anything like SARS or MERS because they never learned how to transmit human to human. That I felt this virus was too infectious for humans. There was a lot of evidence that lab actually published in 2014 that they put the H2 receptor into humanized mice so it could infect human tissue. I think, you know, we had to really uh, seriously go after the fact it came from the lab. And they knew that that was how I was thinking, although I thought we had to go after both hypotheses. And I was told later, uh, I didn't know I was excluded. I didn't know there was a February 1st conference call until the Freedom of Information came out with the emails, and I was quite upset as the CDC director that I was exclu excluded from those discussions. Well, uh, why would they do this? Because I had a different point of view, and I was told they made a decision that they would keep this confidential until they came up with a single narrative, which I will argue is antithetical to science. Science never selects a single narrative. We foster, as my colleague here just said, we foster debate. Mm -hmm. And we, we're confident that with debate, science will eventually get to the truth. This was an a priori decision that there's one point of view that we're going to put out there. And anyone who doesn't agree with it is going to be sidelined. And as I say, I was only the CDC director. Right. And I was sidelined. Well, I think Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins got caught with their hand in the cookie jar. They got caught supercharging viruses in an unsecure Chinese lab. They wanted to push the envelope, and so they got together to cover themselves, cover up their story, and wipe their fingerprints of the virus that has killed more than one million Americans. Uh, to quote Jurassic Park, they were, quote, so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Yeah. So uh, Fauci um, responded to this. Uh, he said it's completely untrue. And he said uh, no one excluded anyone. Beautifully yeah. okay. constructed sentence. Yeah, sure. Um, Only the CDC director right. here, Redfield, yeah. who, by the way, if you remember, we used to talk about him when they used to, even back in 2020, 2021, he always seemed like he was the outlier. Like he always seemed like he was at least willing to discuss not just the company line. Every time I'd see him give an interview or he would talk, he was the only one who seemed to even, um, he just seemed different than Burks and then Fauci and all of these other losers that have run the table here throughout these three years. 
And boy, now you're seeing how hard this guy got railroaded. Right. One more on this guy. Uh, cut to G. His exchange with MTG today. Roll that. If we're going to look into the origins of COVID and, and fully understand where this virus came from, this virus that has murdered so many people all over the world, I think the most important thing we can do today is look at the timeline. And if we go back to early 2020, when this was just starting to kill so many people, we'll see something interesting. That while Dr. Fauci, Dr. Anderson, Dr. Collins, Peter Daszak from EcoHealth, who, by the way, had a grant for gain-of-function research, Dr. Auchincloss and others were doing everything possible to shut down the Wuhan lab theory publicly, even though privately they told each other that COVID-19 looked engineered and discussed the reason to stop the theory. And if they were to, it's really interesting, they wanted to give reasons for not expressing this opinion to the public were that it would do great potential harm to science and international harmony and do unnecessary harm to science in general and science in China in particular, even though their paychecks uh, are funded by the American taxpayers. At the same time this was going on, the CCP was using its full weight and power to spread a propaganda campaign to conceal the origins of COVID. Members of numbers of cases and deaths and protect their own reputations while stockpiling medical supplies, severely hurting the global supply chain and definitely hurting America. In the same way, the CCP silent, censored, and imprisoned dissenters who tried to tell the truth Dr. Fauci and his cohort seemingly were running their own misinformation and ultimately censorship campaign. Two, in quotes from Dr. Collins to Dr. Fauci, put down this very destructive conspiracy about the lab leak theory. But it's really interesting. I think we should revisit January 27, 2020. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, finds out that they have a financial relationship with the Wuhan Institute of Virology through EcoHealth Alliance and that they've been working with novel coronaviruses. January 31st, 2020, Dr. Fauci is warned by Dr. Christian Anderson that some of COVID-19's features potentially look engineered. And the genome is inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory. Um, Dr. Redfield, did you agree in your opinion with Dr. Anderson's assessment at the time that this virus did look engineered? I was concerned because of uh, the presence of the furin cleavage site that we've talked about. And I think it's important to understand what that cleavage site does. Uh, that cleavage site totally changes the orientation of the binding domain of COVID. So it now, which could not see the ACE2 receptor, which is the human receptor, it totally changes the orientation now. So it has high affinity for a human receptor. So that furin cleavocyte bothered me. It didn't seem that it belonged there. And then when you look at the sequences that it used, and it's beyond the committee, but I know many of you have looked into it, the sequences that they used in those 12 nucleotides for arginine were the arginine sequences nucleotide triplet that coded for the human arginine. 
So why did this virus have the arginine sequences for human there, not bat? It was very disconcerting to me. It looked like this virus was engineered. Was this uh, what you're observing and speaking of? Is this something that would be in line with gain of function research and the and the capabilities it would provide to uh, right. the virus? Yeah, I mean, basically, this lab published in 2014 that they accomplished in this uh, allowing the coronaviruses that they were working with in the lab to bind to the H2 receptor in humanized mice. And the only way they did that was by reorienting the binding domain. And it was clear to them at this time I mean, just hold that, it for that a was second. likely I mean, that. that that, that is, is so damning. That is a lead story. It should be the lead story on every newscast tonight on the mainstream media. That is a huge statement he just said. He is taking this That's directly at Anthony Fauci. Yeah. He is calling him basically a liar. He is basically placing blame on Fauci, on his department, on um, Collins, Equal Health. They knew what they were doing. Basically saying in 2014, they did exactly what I saw, saying that shouldn't be like that if this was natural. That is a huge, huge statement he just made. If you remember, when this first came out, there was that study from Cold Spring Harbor Labs that ended up getting redacted and removed. I still have it. I printed it. I remember getting it. It That is the exact study. It said two or three weeks after this, I'm sorry, forgive me, it was actually March 3rd. of uh, right after, you know, all heck broke loose, uh, that this was man-made and it was peer-reviewed at the time and and it got just completely squashed at the time. And everyone was like, no, it can't be. Because people, good people, normal people can't wrap their head around such evil behavior. This is pure, this is, is, right away, what do we call it on the show? 9-11 in slow motion. This was, this is, this is the greatest threat to our democracy. You know, they're talking about January 6th. They're talking, compare it to 9-11. How about let's compare it to COVID, this, this man-made ep- pandemic, epidemic, this man-made disease that destroyed a thriving economy, advanced the the one like the point zero zero one percent animals of the planet, like Jeff Bezos and, and other billionaire, trillionaire, whatever you want to call them. They, they are, people lost their jobs, lost their homes. They were forced to take a drug that made them sick. This was demented. This yep. was off the chart yep. sick. This is, this is the advancement of the totalitarian state. This is what they used. And and remember, you know, Fauci went toe to t- tried to go toe to toe with uh, Rand Paul, and Rand Paul yeah, came God out yesterday was. and and accused Fauci of engaging in an elaborate cover up. So you know, there's there's going to be follow up on this because uh, Fauci was under he was under uh, you know under oath testifying. So now he was under oath lying when they asked him about gain of function, what they did, what he knew. Now we all know. And Redfield was on to him and he got pushed out. Boy, Redfield's testimony is today was bombshell. That, that really is bombshell material stuff. What he just do you said. You have the there. rest of the clips from this. We can do on the other side because this it's really important. No one's showing this stuff. We, I think we need to show it. <laughs> We do have it live from Studio 6B. We'll uh, do a little more sports, and if we can get to a little more Dr. Redfield, we will. Uh, Live from Studio 6B, glad you're in. We'll wrap it up when we get back right after this.
right, 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. We'll do a little more Dr. Redfield from today's hearing. Um, I did want to get to the new Project Veritas video because uh, David Zier was just here for the last two nights talking about some of the interesting things going on in Long Island School District, and then, boom, Project Veritas tonight drops a new video. Um, and I have to say, I know all the things with James O'Keefe, but um, ju- another, another good job by them, East Meadow. School district here on Long Island, the the uh, subject of a new Project Veritas video, which is disturbing to say the least of some of what the guy says, and he and he says that it's going on in every school district on Long Island. Yeah. So we will get to that in the opening segment tomorrow night because there's too much to get into to try to stuff it into this last segment. Uh, We'll get into that tomorrow night in segment one. We'll play that video, and we'll play when the guy was confronted. Assistant superintendent for the district. I called over to East Middle School District tonight, and I actually, I think, tweeted to the superintendent to see if he wanted to come on the show. I got no response, of course. Uh, We'll see if David Zier maybe wants to go over to East Meadow uh, live, and we'll see if we can find somebody. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out because it's about – 45 minutes from where we are so we can uh... grew, you know i grew up in the town next to east meadow you know i grew up you know our town our little blue collar town we used to love a town called it love a trash we called them east ghetto and uh you know it's just blue collar just working class people over there and the fact that you know they you know this this story is just so typical of what we're seeing everywhere and it's just got to stop i mean it's it, it, it's just so pervasive and it's just so detrimental to what individual sovereignty and, and like individualism in general. It's it's crazy what would what would the group rights have completely superseded the individual and it's crazy. I can't believe what I'm watching. Well, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow besides that. Um and Biden's budget, which um you know, Milton Friedman said whenever you have capitalism, you have freedom. Well, the Democratic Party does not believe in that. And you're going to see tomorrow when Biden comes out with this atrocious budget and the, the taxes that are in there, the attack on capitalism, the attack on success, the attack on upward mobility. Milton Friedman said, capitalism is an essential element of freedom. Not only the element, it's the essential element. If you don't have that, you don't have freedom. Well, you're going to see tomorrow when he when this budget, when the details of this budget come out and this attack comes out, just remember that. An attack on capitalism is an attack on your freedom, and that's exactly what they're going to roll out tomorrow. So we'll we'll discuss that tomorrow night as well as Project Veritas. So we got a lot already to get into tomorrow night in hour 1. But just a couple other things here. Cut 4G, one more from Dr. Redfield's really bombshell testimony today. Roll that. Three years ago, if you thought it came from a lab, if you raised that, you were called a nut job. You got censored on Twitter. You were blacklisted on Twitter. You were even called a crackpot by the very scientist who in late January sent emails to Dr. Fauci and said it came from a lab. They called you crackpot. Is that right, Dr. Redfield? I think the most upsetting thing to me was the uh, Baltimore Sun calling me a racist because I said this came from a Wuhan lab. Yeah. Crazy. 
It's just yeah. crazy. Man. Now, the, all the people who called the China spy balloon, China spy balloon, I bet they didn't get the same accusation, but the China, they call it the China virus at the time. I mean, it's just, it's just so crazy. Again, stuck on stupid, just craziness. The media in this country is as big a problem as any other problem we face, maybe other than China. But the media in this country is such a huge problem for so many reasons. They're, they're just, we don't have a free press. We don't have a press who's interested in actually doing their job. We don't have a press that's actually interested in, in making the American people's lives uh, educated more on these subjects, trying to actually get news to them. They're just a bunch of partisan, phony hacks. And ideology rules the day with 98% of the people in the media. Yeah, they're prostitutes. I mean, all they did, they're just Billy Mays pitchmen. Every one of those talking heads you see on mainstream media, they're just actors. They don't have a thought for themselves. They have edicts that they follow and they just read their scripts and they have no opinions that matter. All they do is toe the company line. It's a joke. It's just, you know, it's frustrating, man. And, you know, it's all in the open, thank God. But, you know, yeah. people still people still buy the lies and it's just beyond staggering to me. We, you know, people still have support for Biden. I mean. I'm at a wake and uh, little old biddies and, you know, my brother-in-law swears it's the, you know, old white women who still like Biden. And well, sure enough, I thought, you know, no way. How could anybody like this guy? It's all fake. And sure enough, they were like, oh, let's not do politics. But he's not bad. You guys, you right wing people are just mad that your guy lost. <laughs> well, OK. All right. That's an interesting point. Yeah. OK. Mm. But that's what you're fighting, right? Because of the media. And the, all they are, they're, they're stenographers for the deep state. It's like, you tell yeah. us what to write, we'll write it, we'll present it on TV. I mean, Russell Brand pointed, he said it to the face of the guy from MSNBC saying, you guys are terrible, you're not news. He told him to his face. Yeah. And the guy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Fox News is terrible. It's like, dude. John Heilman. Right. Yeah, he, he obliterated him in that. It's amazing. Yep. All right. Well, we got a lot to get into tomorrow night. We'll continue with all of this. We'll get into the budget once that's out tomorrow. And uh, we'll get into the Project Veritas video tomorrow. Again, Vivek Ramaswamy and the president, Donald Trump, have both talked about eliminating the Department of Education. You saw that lunatic who's in charge of the uh, screaming there. And, yeah, I mean, it's just education in this country is, man. A lot to talk about. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's do some sports before we wrap it up. Slick Rick, what else is going on? Big D. Well, pig skinning off the back of our media rant tonight. Here's this story. You are the news. Packers David Bakhtiari slams Jeff Zucker for forbidding CNN staff from investigating coronavirus lab leak theory. Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart. Last weekend, CNN began taking heat after it was discovered that former CEO Jeff Zucker told reporters to ignore the coronavirus lab leak theory because reporting on it would help Trump. Upon the revelations, Green Bay Packers offense Offensive tackle David Bakhtiari blasted the news network for the partisan move. The 31-year-old 2013 NFL draft pick jumped to his Twitter account on Monday to take aim at the bias reporting at CNN. Come on, I get people flat out don't like Trump, Bakhtiari wrote, but what I hate more is withholding the truth from the people. You are on the news. Be the news. Bakhtiari was responding to a New York Post story in which the paper noted CNN's then-president Jeff Zucker told his staff is not to investigate the lab leak theory. As Breitbart News reported on Monday, several other 
CNN insiders were also making uh, claims that the lab leak theory is fringe and almost certainly untrue. A well-placed CNN insider told Fox News Digital that Zucker issued the directive in the early stages of the pandemic on March 13th of 2020. Hamid Kumar, uh, a culture writer for CNN, called the notion that the virus may have started a laboratory in, is a, is a fringe theory. So anyway, just good to see Bakhtiari jumping in on this big D and, uh, you know, kind of just bringing it to light as well. So and very interesting. It's affecting everybody and it's bleeding into sports as well. They want People want the truth and obviously we're not getting that with our media. I got time for just some quick scores just to wrap up the sports for the night. Big D, uh, NHL action, Red Wings and uh, Blackhawks tied at three, Wild and Jets, uh, uh, three to two to Wild lead that. Both games are in the third, late in the third. And some uh, notable uh, NCAA men basketballs. Final tonight, Washington eighth uh, fell to Colorado, 74-68. And uh, let's see, we got uh, Virginia Tech right now lead, uh, trailing NC State, 26-15. And that's a wrap in Sports Big D. Back to you. All right, so, Rick, thanks very much. Um, so tomorrow night we'll get into the budget. We'll get into the Project Veritas. Lots to get into. I want to talk a little bit more about some of what uh, the economic news that's going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks as we get um, CPI. We get ready for that. We get ready for PPE. Uh, lots of numbers coming out. Like I said, the Fed just testified for two straight days. Uh, took some took some good questions, but just a lot of these five minute sessions are just just a waste of time. We just don't get anything from them. So I want to talk a little bit about what we can expect the next couple of weeks. Uh, as far as your real estate values and your 401ks and where all that's going as well. So lots to do tomorrow night. We'll see you then. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, everybody, on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you. The live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here. Live from Lugado's, man. Live from Studio 6B. See you then.